Creative Sandbox Way Podcast, Episode 156. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, creativity instigator and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, founder and CEO of Creative Sandbox Solutions, a consultancy that provides high-energy, soft-skills workshops and trainings for teams using play-based methodologies, and founder of the Creative Sandbox Community, a lab for women's leadership through creative expression, here to explore and investigate anything and everything having to do with transformation through play and how creativity and play can help you live a more full-color life and be a better leader in all areas of life. Well, last week was a monologue, just me on the podcast, not me and a guest. So normally this week would be an interview week where I have a guest on the podcast. But tomorrow, as I record this on a Tuesday, I am leading a Lego Serious Play team building retreat for my consultancy, Creative Sandbox Solutions. And things are down to the wire. And so I decided to do an improvisational podcast instead of editing an interview that is waiting to be edited because doing an improvisational monologue just takes less time than editing down an interview. So I thought I would share some learnings from this last weekend, which is actually something I really have been wanting to do. Because this last weekend, I taught a calligraphy workshop for the Friends of Calligraphy, which is a a calligraphy guild that I have been a member of since I think 1996. So pretty long time. So first, some background. I started doing calligraphy way back in 1995. Actually, I, I picked up a pen probably in 1994, sometime after my first wedding to my first now ex-husband, my husband. <laughs> and I went on to teach a couple years, start teaching a couple years later, and I taught my first calligraphy workshop. Gosh, I think it was either 97 or 99, doesn't really matter. But in any case, the style of calligraphy that I taught in my very first calligraphy workshop was a style called Neuland. It, if you look at it, it's spelled N-E-U-L-A-N-D. So if you are an English-speaking American, it, you might think it's pronounced Neuland, but it's actually Neuland because it's a German, German word, Neuland. It's based on a typeface, also called Neuland, designed by Rudolf Koch, Koch, K-O-C-H, not to be confused with the Koch brothers who are in the news nowadays. Anyway, designed by a man named Rudolf Koch in 1923. And I taught this workshop way back then, almost 20 years ago. It was a one-day workshop back then. And I was terrified. (laughs) But I survived. It was a private workshop. I was the workshop chairperson for 
a calligraphy guild in Silicon Valley called Pacific Scribes, which still exists. And at the time, I (laughs) was such an overachiever that I had arranged for, there were like five workshops a year or something like that. And I had arranged, I'd filled up our calendar for like three years, solid. And a number of members really wanted a Neuland workshop. But our calendar was filled up. So I said, well, I'll just teach a private workshop. And that's how this workshop came about. And that's how my very first teaching gig as a workshop teacher came about. So here we are, almost 20 years later, and I was invited to teach the same workshop again. And how that came about was every year since 2002, with one exception in 2009, and again, sadly, or no, it wasn't 2009, whatever year it was, some year, and then again, so sadly, this year, I missed. But every year except then, I have gone to a spring retreat that the Friends of Calligraphy puts on in March. And two years ago, before the retreat, one of the other regulars sent me an email and said, would you be willing to give me a little demo of Neuland sometime during the retreat? And I said, I'd be happy to. Well, somehow that kind of expanded. And instead of just a one-on-one demo, it turned into, which this was something probably at my suggestion, because more than one person turned out to be interested. It turned into an evening of me demonstrating Neuland to probably half the people at the retreat. So there were maybe 15 people in the room or something. And I was delighted to do that. And I basically gave them the entire like content that I would deliver over two days, <laughs> crammed into maybe an hour and a half or two hours or something like that. And so I have two different um, entire alphabets that I've developed, one that I call my quick and dirty Neuland, and one that I call my more sophisticated version of Neuland, which has a lot more twisting of the pen that happens. And uh, or manipulate pen manipulation is the more sort of technical term. So people really enjoyed that. And so as a result of that, the workshop chair, uh, workshop committee of Friends of Calligraphy invited me to teach. So this was way back in 2016. And so finally, that workshop, two years later, (laughs) actually happened. (laughs) So yeah, it took a long time. But so this was the workshop, it was um, April 7th and 8th. And it just happened this past weekend. And gosh, it had been so long since I taught Neuland, I had to dig through my files, and nothing, nothing was digitized. That's not entirely true. There were some things that I had scanned, and put into PDF form some of my handouts, but not all of them. And I didn't have my lesson plan (laughs) in any kind of digital format. I had a few like, like, jotted down notes, but it'd been so long since I taught it that I couldn't remember what I had done. And 
and also it had been so long since I'd taught it that um, I guess I had forgotten that I, I had done in the past what is the, a typical rookie mistake for teachers. Oh, we teachers, we want to give our students everything. And this is this does not do your students any favors because when you when you try to give your students everything that's kind of the equivalent of aiming a fire hose at them. <laughs> and so then if you do that, they can't absorb anything. It's like imagine trying to drink water when somebody's blasting a fire hose at you. You can't do it. It's so much better if somebody pours you a small glass of water and hands it to you, right? Then you can actually absorb it. But most novice teachers, newbie teachers will just try to give you everything because they care so much and they want to share everything they know with you. So that was one piece of the challenge. And then the other thing is, I know from from many years of being in the calligraphy world, that calligraphers, when they go to workshops, they always feel really pleased when they leave the workshop with a product. Now, we all know that I am big on process, not product. But, you know, I also am a people pleaser. (laughs) I want people to feel really, you know, happy that they took my workshop and really, you know, feel really good about it and glad that they took it and good about me and like me and like the like what they got out of the workshop and et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't want to just spend the entire time teaching them letter forms. I wanted to give them artistic things that they can do with the letter forms and give them little projects to do with the letter forms. So the idea was that I would teach them the alphabet, the letters in the morning, you know, the quick and dirty alphabet on the on Saturday and the more sophisticated version on Sunday. And then in the afternoons, we would sort of have the projects to work on. And on the second day, I had this idea and I'd done this in the past. So I thought surely it would work (laughs) that I would give them a little book project to sew together that is very quick, very easy. And that that way they could paste their little projects in and have a product to take home that they could put on a shelf and pull it off and say, this is what I did in Melissa's Neuland workshop instead of, you know, a bunch of disparate random sheets that they might stick in a drawer and forget about. That was the thought. Well, it became quickly clear after, uh, you know, they had brought all the materials I told them to bring. They had, you know, they had to assemble all these materials in order to make this booklet that I said they were going to make. And I did this advertisement for what they were going to need in order to make the booklet tomorrow if they wanted to make the booklet, et cetera, et cetera. It quickly became clear that these letters were more challenging than, you know, I had anticipated they were going to be for people. And then they're challenging. They're just challenging letters to make. And um, 
And then I had also brought some other things that I didn't didn't account for how interest, interested everyone would be in the other things that I brought. I brought some Neuland pens, which is a completely different, not to be confused with Neuland letters. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before. I don't remember. I talked, or I, I, it might even be a something cool that hasn't even been mentioned yet, but the Neuland Pen Company or the Neuland Facilitation Supply Company, there's a company called Neuland in Germany that makes facilitation supplies, including markers. And I love them because they are refillable and have replaceable nibs. And they're not great for the lettering style that we were working on, this Neuland lettering style, because for, at the size that we were working, because the pens, the markers have a, an angled chisel tip, and that makes it challenging to make the letters that we were making. But they're fantastic if you are a facilitator and you're up at a flip chart or a whiteboard or a big four by eight foot piece of paper and you're doing graphic facilitation or graphic recording. They're fantastic for that. And they also have smaller pens for sketch noting and things like that. So, but not so great for the kind of calligraphy that we were doing, unless you're doing it super ginormous, which we were not doing. So anyway, um, I did bring some of those pens and I thought I would just show them and it would take like two minutes. Well, people were really interested and they had tons and tons of questions. So it ended up taking like a half an hour to talk about the Neuland pens. So that ate up a whole bunch of time. All right. So um, all of this is to say that I had this plan for how the class was going to go. And on the first day, I ended up going around to each person. There were 18 people in the class. And I ended up going around to each person's workstation and spending a little bit of time with each person and giving them individual feedback and writing on their paper and although each person really appreciated it when I was at their workstation, because they got individual attention, which is great, it took me the entire day to get around to each person. I was exhausted. And I felt really badly for the people who had to wait until the very end of the day for me to get around to them. So that was problematic. And I did not feel good about that. And then the second day, uh, I, I quickly realized that the book project was going to have to just be chalked. And I felt really badly that I'd set up this expectation and made everybody assemble their papers and supplies in order to do this book project, which we were just going to have to chuck out the window. So I felt really badly about that because so much of happiness in life really comes down to expectations management. And I had not managed people's expectations well at all. So massive fail, huge, huge, big, big, massive fail. Oh my God. Now, on a positive note, I had on my on the wall and I started the class out and wove throughout the class. I had on the wall my imperfectionist manifesto. And not just my Imperfectionist Manifesto, but the original art of my Imperfectionist Manifesto, which is rife, just filled with mistakes. Because the original art 
it didn't matter how many mistakes were in the original art because the original art got scanned and fixed up in Photoshop. And it was in the original art of that poster and also of my Creative Sandbox Way guideposts, both of which happened to have been done with Neuland. So it was perfect. And it gave me an opportunity to talk about imperfectionism, which is the same thing as self-compassion, which is the same thing as forgiving yourself for being human. So here I had this opportunity to forgive myself for being human in front of them and say, I made a big mistake. I blew it. I set up expectations for you guys and I blew it and I feel really badly, but we have to just keep going. And there was nothing I could do except just keep going. And this is a principle from, you know, improvisation. So here I was improvising my way through this, you know, what could have been an utter disaster, but I couldn't let it be a disaster. I had to just keep going. Now, thankfully, people were really, really enjoying the class. (laughs) I mean, if there was like a mutiny and they were all throwing tomatoes at me, it would have been another story, right? (laughs) So the other thing that was happening is that I was using the Friends of Calligraphy has a document camera, which I'd never used before. And this, it's been so long since I've taught, (laughs) used to be that there would be a big sheet of white paper up at the front of the room, and I would use this big pen, and I would dip it in ink, and I would write up at the board with a big fat pen, dipping it in ink, and then ink would be rolling down my arm, and (laughs) it was very messy. And it made it kind of hard for people to understand, you know, to apply what they were doing to their writing at their desk, because they're watching me write on a, you know, on the wall on a vertical surface with a huge pen, and they're writing with a small pen on a flat surface at their desk. And although the principles are technically or theoretically the same, it's still it looks different. So with a document camera, that allowed everybody to sit at their own desk and see what I was doing up on a big screen, which that theoretically was pretty cool. But it had its own problems because the camera only captures one view. And it projects it in two dimensions, of course. And my hand, of course, is three dimensional as well. The pen is as well. So on day two, that became more of an issue because there's a lot more twisting of the pen that's happening. And it was hard for people to really see just by seeing watching the document camera. First of all, the angle of the document camera um, was my hand was kind of obscuring what was happening with the pen. So we fiddled with the angle of the document camera, but then it kind of distorted the angle of the letters. That was not that big of a problem because the most important thing was for them to see what my hand was doing. So I came up with the idea, I was really pleased with this, this worked really well. I came up with the idea to have people come up around my my writing desk three or four at a time. And this worked so well. Now in the past, what how workshops frequently run calligraphy workshops 
is the teacher has everybody come up and watch them at the desk. And that doesn't work very well because the teacher does a demo and everybody comes up and watches, or maybe half the class comes up at a time. But a lot of people can't see very well when the, when it's done that way. But having three or four people come up, and then I figured out I could have them bring up the sheet that they'd been working on if they wanted to show it to me. Some people were too shy. I didn't force them. But of course, the ones who were brave enough to bring their sheet up, sheets up got more out of it, because then I could give them feedback and write directly on their sheet. They could bring their tool up and I could work right with their tool. Um, that worked really, really well. Because then instead of just giving one-on-one attention, everybody could learn in that small group from the feedback that I was giving to everybody else in that small group. And because I was still using the document camera, anybody else who wanted to could look up and see what was going on. So I was very pleased with how that worked. And I was also pleased with how, even though I I was frustrated that I had made people assemble materials that we ended up not using, which is always really annoying for people. And I had set expectations that then got, um, you know, didn't get met by saying, we're going to make this little booklet and you're going to have little items to put inside the booklet. And that didn't happen. Um, I went with the flow and switch things around in order to accommodate what was really happening right now in present time. That's improv. That is a principle from the world of improv. And that's what I did. And it worked really, really well. So by the end of the class, um, I have not read the evaluations, but I got an email from my contact, the workshop organizer, and she said the evaluations were overall tremendously positive. So that made me feel really good. And I got a really lovely card that everybody signed. And it made me really happy. Oh, and then the best thing is, I don't know if it's the best thing, but a really, really nice thing is, since I didn't have time to do some of the things that I had incorporated in this class in the past, like I'd done some paper cutting and some other little projects, I didn't have time to do that with them. But I showed them with the document camera, I was able to pull out some samples of things and say, I don't have time to do this with you guys, but I wanted to show you these are some things that you can do with Neuland. I mean, you can do them with other other lettering styles or other shapes as well. But I just wanted to show you here's some little examples and examples, some paper cutting and embossing and other things. And so I pulled them out and, and you know, just gave a little five, 10 minute, not, not a hands-on demo, but just here are some examples. And people really liked that. <laughs> and somebody said, I want you to teach that. We need to get friends of calligraphy to hire you to teach that. And I laughed and I said, well, you know, they're not going to hire me to come come back and teach that because they've got a full schedule and they want to bring in other teachers for variety, you know. Um, But, you know, get enough people together and maybe I could do a private workshop. You know, if you make it worth my time, money wise, if I make enough money from it, I'd be happy to do a private class. By the time the class was over, eight people out of the 18 had signed up to have me come do a private workshop. And one of them 
already said that she could have she could uh, arrange with her church to have a space to have a venue for it. So that was huge validation that people clearly really liked my teaching and um they weren't <laughs> you know they weren't like they didn't want to boot me out for for, for uh, not meeting the expectations that I had set. So overall it was just a phenomenally positive weekend for me. I learned a ton. I love teaching. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. And the way that I see teaching, it is really facilitation. I am facilitating other people's learning. It's what I do as a facilitator and a trainer. It is helping other people find this the switch to turn on their own light bulbs. And I love doing that so much. And it lets me use my improviser brain all the time and figure out the words, the language that I need to use in order to help somebody else find that switch. It's super exciting for me. So anyway, those are some of the failures and some of the successes and learnings that I experienced teaching my Neuland workshop for the Friends of Calligraphy last weekend. And that brings me to this week, something cool, which is an Instagram feed. So one of the participants in the workshop is, is a guy named Raul Martinez, who is a just a beautiful calligrapher. There were lots of beautiful calligraphers, wonderful, excuse me, wonderful, talented, terrific, fabulous humans and artists who participated, who I feel so honored that they were in my class. And I have just been such a fan of Raul's Instagram. And so I was just kind of like, Oh, my God, I can't believe you're taking my class. <laughs> I was a little bit starstruck. So I have a link to Raul's Instagram feed in the show notes. And his Instagram handle is Raul Pat, R-A-O-U-L-P-A-T. He only has 221 followers, you guys. So let's boost that up. He does this stunning black letter calligraphy that he frequently does white calligraphy on a black background. And he also does beautiful copper plate calligraphy, calligraphy, which is a pointed pen calligraphy. He does videos, just stunning, stunning work. So I hope you will follow him. He's also just an incredibly beautiful soul. So go follow his Instagram and let's boost up his followers because his work is amazing. Anyway, that's my something cool. And yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And maybe it will help you look at a recent experience that you had that felt like a failure and see that the ways that it was a success or learning experience for you. If you are getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend. And I would be super appreciative if you would take a moment to hop on over to iTunes, the Apple Podcast Player, or wherever you're listening and leave a rating and review. And if you need step-by-step instructions for how to do that, you will find those at creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. That's creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes hyphen review. And email me to let me know you left a review. 
and let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. And that is how you can apply to be considered for the listener spotlight. If I pick you, we'll have a really fun, really relaxed conversation and you will get to be featured on the podcast. How cool is that? And by the way, I am adding a new thing to the podcast. I am opening up my podcast interviews to members of my Creative Sandbox community. So the next few interviews, you will not hear me um, mentioning my community, my live studio audience, because those are already in the can, they've already been recorded. But as I record new episodes, there will be live studio audience members, and they're all paid members of my Creative Sandbox community. If you're interested in learning about the community, which is women only, sorry, guys, you can find out more about it at creativesandboxcommunity.com. That's creativesandboxcommunity.com. I will be opening the doors again very soon, most likely next month, possibly June, but at this point, it's looking like I'm going to be opening the doors again next month. I have a bunch of technical things that need to happen before I can open the doors to new subscribers, but get on the invite list. And I you might get an invite um, before I officially open the doors again. So again, that's creativesandboxcommunity.com. So that's it. Thank you so much again, for joining me. And until next time, go get creating. Subscribe at creativesandboxway.com slash podcast.